In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're going to have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. Today we are going to be talking about how every pregnant person can benefit from pelvic floor therapy. Before we dive into that, remember guys, make sure you are on the wait list for Pelvicon 2023. We're going to be back. We're going to be even better than last year if that's possible. Dates have been announced. It is going to be from September 8th to the 10th in Atlanta in 2023. So make sure you're on the wait list. You can find that at pelvicon.com or directly at pelvicon.com slash 2023. Nicole, I know we are starting to get excited for that. I can't believe it. You know, it seems like Pelvicon 2022 ended just yesterday, but the reality is, is that we need to start planning 2023 almost immediately afterwards. And we've been working super hard since literally the, (laughs) the Sunday after post-con in Atlanta, Jessica and I were like, are we nuts if we want to go look at potential venues and think about next year and all that stuff? And we're like, no, we're here. And so we figured we probably were going to do it in Atlanta again. And it worked out that way for sure, the best. And we have been planning it literally since the day that Pelvicon 2022 ended. And so we're really excited. Black Friday is your day. So get your alarm clock set and ready for to join us in Pelvicon. 2023. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Atlanta is a great city for this. It's got great direct flights from just about everywhere. Huge airport hub. Just a great place to do it. I hadn't spent much time at all in Atlanta before PublicCon 2022, and I love it. I really can't wait to go back. It's going to be yeah, we're a stoked. lot of fun. So this episode has been kind of percolating for us for kind of a long time, really stemming from we had had a post, I think, on Pelvic Sanity's Instagram that had talked about how every pregnant person can benefit from pelvic floor physical therapy. And we had a comment on that from the evidence police. This was right in the middle of the time when we were talking about don't be the evidence police. And then this thing happens. So obviously somebody who is not a podcast listener, but basically said, how can you say that every pregnant person can benefit from pelvic floor therapy? What's the study for that? That set me into a massive tailspin. And we've been thinking about this podcast ever since then. It just hasn't ever risen to like the level, like, you know, on top, top, top on our priority list. And finally, we were just like, you know what? Let's bust this one out. It's going to be awesome because I'm pregnant and it's everything more pregnancy stuff has been on my mind recently. Right. Well, what's the study for that? I wanted to write back and say, well, it's from the 2021 study from the University of fucking Obvious. (laughs) Like, it's what? Like, why what do you need you a study to tell you the most obvious thing in the world that you can, with all of your doctoral level education, with all of the con ed courses you've taken, with all that you know about the body, with all that you can do to support somebody, 
You don't think that you could help somebody? I literally had to look at the profile of the person to be like, is this a pelvic PT? Like, and then it when it was, I was like, OMG, our field is doomed. What the fuck is happening? Like, I can't even handle it. But you know, I think that there is something to be said for because then we started hearing about people that were like, oh, well, I'm not really sure what to do with people when they come in without symptoms and stuff like that. I'm not, you know, someone I'm seeing someone super early in their pregnancy, they seem fine. And then I was like, ah, crap, like, I believe that we can help every pregnant person can benefit from a full on plan of care all throughout their pregnancy, regardless of what symptoms they have. But then we were like, okay, we need to just do podcasts about this and sort of get the word out and get your little brains percolating on what your pregnancy plan is for all of your patients. Right. This is an area where, you know, it depends on your ethos and everything else. We're going to talk about the things to be thinking about. But before we start, before we dive in, I want you to maybe pause this or just ask yourself really quickly, what do you think? What would you say if somebody came to you and said, I want to have the best possible pregnancy. I want to be super proactive. I want to do all the right things. I don't care. Money's no object, whatever. I just want to come in and do all of the right things. What would you tell them? Yeah. I want you to think about your perfect world scenario, right? I always start with like in a perfect world, if nothing was inhibiting somebody from from coming in and getting help, what would you recommend? And a lot of times that's what where our true clinical ethos and clinical philosophy comes out. And everything else that we say after that is a lot of all of the if, ands, or buts around what we actually believe. So I want you to strip yourselves of all of that expectation in a perfect world. What would that look like? And hopefully we'll talk about a couple of things to be thinking about. We'll see if this changes or doesn't change what you think your clinical ethos is there. But right, I mean, one of the things that I know Nicole and I have been going through this in pregnancy, Nicole, obviously more than me as a, just a spectator over here, but <laughs> I mean, there's shit is happening like daily. Daily. You guys, body is changing daily. And if you have been pregnant, you know what I'm talking about. If you have not been pregnant, take my word for it. Literally every single day, something is different. And something feels different. Something feels weird. Something feels curious. Something feels just off, you know, or not right or it's just a very interesting experience. Well, we probably need to do a whole other podcast about my whole experience and what that's been like and stuff. But long story short is that it's just weird. Like the whole thing, every single day is there's something different. There's something like popping out. My belly button's weird. Like something, things are just interesting, even with all of my knowledge. And so you can imagine what that might be for someone who doesn't have that background and that knowledge of literally this being their job. So, right. Can you imagine? And I'm sure people that have been pregnant can have a lot more reverence for the whole process now, a lot more, yeah, just insight about how we practice as practitioners for people during pregnancy. But it's an eye opener because as much as we know, there's still a lot of surprising things that happens and a lot of surprising body feelings that are going on that are not expected. Well, and think about what it's like for somebody who is just having a normal pregnancy, right? The sum total of the guidance that you're getting from the medical system is like a 20 minute ultrasound at week 10. And then they're like, well, we'll see you back in six weeks, um, eight weeks. Yeah. Like there, It's a handout on, hey, don't exercise too much or whatever it is. It's some like handout from the 80s on that font that only worked with those like printers that had the 
tear off sheets and it hasn't been updated in 30 years. Like that's the sum total of what you get. Yeah. It's actually really crazy. And our place that I've picked is really pretty good. It's a place that has a hospital based program with one of the most open-minded liberal sort of gynecologists in your, um, excuse me, uh, OBGYNs in our area. Like they have a whole midwifery suite there. Like they're pretty progressive and they still have a bunch of wrong shit on, on the handout which I have pointed out to them, by the way. But yeah, it's amazing, right? And and I only know that because I'm in this field, right? So imagine what other people are getting. And so that's where we're starting from. The other thing I want you guys to remember, and we went over this ad nauseum in the podcast about PT versus wellness, there is no line, but someone does not have to have symptoms to benefit from what we do. You don't have to have a problem to be seen by pelvic rehab, like period. We just need to get that out of our brains. And then I know all of you guys that are all nerdy and anal are going to like, well, what do we code for that? What's their diagnosis code? It's like freaking put something down. Who doesn't have low back pain? Literally like 95% of the population has low back pain. If they're not, they don't have it now, they're probably going to get it in pregnancy. And so just there's muscle weakness, there's muscle spasm, there's global codes that you can use for that to make sure that you are dotting your T's and crossing your I's or dotting your I's and crossing your T's, but you don't have to have symptoms to benefit from PT. Literally, that's what we're designed to do is prevention and wellness and all of that. So come on. Perfect. And as Jay Martin had a great talk at PelvicCon 2022, was basically saying like, get them in the door ASAP. Like yeah. get someone in. It doesn't have to be like, okay, cool. You're calling it 16 weeks. Like, great. I'll see you at 38. Right. Or 32, which whatever we say, whatever we say that for. But, but yeah, Joanne Michelle Martin, who spoke at Pelvicon, spoke a lot about early intervention in both postpartum and during pregnancy. That's like where our expertise is. And it's more than any other practitioner that they're getting advice from like our knowledge base of the musculoskeletal neuromuscular physiological changes biomechanical changes of pregnancy we're the ones you guys that is it it's us it is us it's or not nobody. their OBGYN, right or nobody or someone else they're going to glob onto on instagram who is trying their very best even though they have like a degree from nowhere and a fitness pro or whatever, that's where they're going to go. So we've got to step up into that mode and get out of our brains that we can only see people when they have an issue. Okay. So things that you can do with somebody who, again, does not have symptoms. If they have symptoms, this is a whole different conversation, but this is somebody who has no symptoms, quote unquote, at all. First thing is just education. Totally. And we want that to educate on all the things that we know is, is happening, is going to happen on the body changes, what's normal, what people might be feeling. We want to basically start that process of being a trusted resource. So if we can predict for somebody the fact that potentially they might at some point in the near future, if you're seeing them, let's say at 12 or 16 weeks, as your uterus is growing, here's where it is approximately on your abdomen. As it sort of starts to grow, some of the ligaments that attach it to the bony pelvis might start to get overstretched. And this is what you might, you know, start feeling, right? Then that happens and boom, you are like, 
magic, the trusted resource, holy crap, they really know what they're talking about. And then now you have now established the relationship that you want by being like their go-to person for pregnancy and then therefore postpartum. And you can make that such a better experience for somebody because one of the things that you are going to be when you are in this situation, you're going to be asking, is this normal? Like daily, like, is this normal? And just having the reassurance that, yes, this is something that we should be expecting. This is what to be looking out for. Here are the warning signs, right? Again, that that just makes everything so much easier and more comfortable through your pregnancy. You guys, and how much too, like, are we trained for screening people for medical issues as well? Like, hello? So it's not like this is out of our scope or anything. It literally is exactly in our scope. We should be doing this and we can be the ones that are, you know, if someone comes into us and is like, Hey, is this normal? I went out walking and then I spotted, it's like, yeah, you should go see your OBGYN for that. We just want to make sure. And, but also with the reassurance that like actually spotting during pregnancy, especially in your first two trimesters, some, how much was it? Like we can give them information to also reassure them that it may be nothing and it also could be something. And so we need you to go to your OBGYN for that. Like it's a team, like people need a freaking village when they're pregnant and we need to be an integral part of that. And like I always say, we need to be the quarterbacking their care during this time and helping them to go to the provider that they need to go to if it doesn't happen to be us, but then also keep them coming to us because we know all of the physiological changes and musculoskeletal changes that are going to be happening at the pelvis that's going to influence literally every other part of their body. Right. So education, number one. Number two, really guiding everybody through safely and confidently exercising in pregnancy because now knowing this firsthand, right? Basically, the only guidance that you get is your OB telling you to just take it easy or don't go too hard or don't Don't do core exercises. Right. And it's like all of that information and people really have two reactions to that. One is the fearful pullback. I better not do that. Is this going to be okay? I shouldn't do anything really. And the other side is the fuck that I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. They don't know anything. I'm going to keep doing my triathletes and stuff and my double unders and my CrossFit until the moment I can't do it. And you guys are the ones who actually know what the hell you're talking about when it comes to exercise. 100%. And we can be the bridge from that, from from being fearful to being almost overactive and not having reverence for that you're growing an actual human, right? And looking at what their baseline activity level, baseline athletic level is. Yes, we want to help patients do whatever they want to do during pregnancy, Um, in an uncomplicated pregnancy. But what that does look like is coaching them and modifying things as they move forward through their pregnancy and and guiding them that way and helping them pre-frame that. So it's not just, I'm going to go balls to the wall, crazy on everything until I literally physically can't do it anymore at 36 weeks. You know, we can help them taper down from that so that they don't have to just stop on a dime. If somebody's super fearful, we can help them with that. We are like experts in that with like the way that we know about chronic pain and how fear it might influence our movement patterns. And we can give them guidance in that way. And so whatever category the person's in, we have a role and it's, it's literally our job to do this. We should be so stoked and so confident that we can bring so much to the table in this patient population 
that we should be so excited. Yeah. And again, where else are they getting that information? If not from you, it's going to be from a handout from the ob guide or from some person at the local gym who's got their CSCS and uh, thinks that that means that they should be coaching pregnant people. Yeah. Or fit mom 56 or whatever on Instagram, who was just like, well, I did it this way. Therefore you should do that this way too. And like, that's also not where we want to go. Right. So in your community, we can be establishing the fact that every single person that is pregnant should be going to pelvic PT early, 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 early in their pregnancy so that we can assess and then address issues and then also assess and then guide people through the entire process. Cool. Number three is prevention of things during pregnancy to make sure it is as comfortable as possible. And I know this one got Nicole even a little uncomfortable. When I know. I this. You know, what's so funny is that I had to even catch myself. And so I'm not, I'm not perfect with this, right? So do we have, can we say that we're preventing stuff, you know? And I feel like that gets a little bit like, well, I don't know if I can really say that if you come to PT, I can prevent back pain. But then Jesse was like, what did you say to me again when I was like having this problem? Wait, do you think that people are going to be any like worse off for coming to you? Like right. if it, they're going to have back pain, it's going to be better because they're working with you. If they were going to have back pain and they don't, like they're not, you're not making anybody worse for sure. And is anybody like not benefiting in any stage of life from going to physical therapy? Like, right. That, and that's what I was like, right, 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 right. Because, you know, we always try to... We try to be extremely thoughtful about what we put on this podcast and stuff. And I was like, oh, if we're going to say, you know, we can prevent all this stuff. Like, I really want to be sure. And he was like, what are you even talking about? You're doing it right now. And I was like, damn it. I even get caught in it with as passionate as I am about that. Right. But here's the thing. Like, we can't think about all of the things that we can give advice on and assess people for SI joint bells, compression stockings. You know, one of the biggest things that I have had in my pregnancy is this freaking left foot pain. I've had my feet freaking hurt so bad. And have I gone to pelvic PT for it? Of course not. There's Pelvicon, there's all the things, but I've, you know, self-treated. And then we finally are starting to, to go to PT now. But like, seriously, it's like, those are the things we have mid back pain. There's numbness and tingling in your hands for no reason at night. Right. And do you think that maybe just maybe we can impart some really good expert opinion and treatment for the prevention of that being a problem later on when all of a sudden you're going to be using your freaking arm a lot more than you ever have in patterns of holding the newborn and breastfeeding and all of that stuff. Like there's so much foundation building for the next, literally like the next part of their whole lives, that it's really important that we are looking to get that stuff addressed now, addressed early and addressed consistently throughout their pregnancy. It's not going to be easier to get them into your office when they've got a newborn, right? Yeah. It's like never been easier than right now. Can we get them in as soon as we can? So that's third is prevention all of those things, making sure pregnancy is as comfortable as possible in whatever way that is. And number four is birth prep and actually getting ready to deliver a human. Freaking human, right? And some people are more comfortable doing this than others with the birth prep, with the push prep, with all of the different things that we can impart our knowledge on the process. But what this can mean, right, is things for relaxation, helping their pelvic floor to relax and and get used to that stretch feeling, different labor positions, perineal massage. And the other thing that I 
really advocate for is people to do this earlier rather than later. A lot of us are like, oh, well, the research says that perineal massage should begin at 34 weeks. So I'll see you at 34 weeks. You guys, 34 weeks is pretty late in someone's pregnancy to be dealing with this and to be finding out then that there might be pain with palpation at the areas around the perineal tissue, or they might have some underlying pelvic floor dysfunction that wasn't caught before. And now, now we're going to be up against the time clock, especially if the baby doesn't come immediately on time, as we all know, due dates are just guest dates. And so it really does behoove us to see these patients earlier so that we have time to address all of the things that might crop up during this time. You know, pregnancy changes are the whole way our body system is working and moving. And so that means that even if somebody has never had pain in their perineum and doesn't have pain with their hamstrings or whatever, they might have some under the smart line or under that symptom threshold line dysfunction that we can't assume is going to be just fine if we start doing this stuff a little bit later. So that is all of the different things that you can do. And this is all importantly, somebody with no symptoms right? This is not somebody who's coming in with painful intercourse, who's leaking, who has low back pain or hip pain or pubic symphysis pain, any of those things that we know are really, really common. So with absolutely nothing, maybe we should call this like our helping peeps, P-E-E-P, right? Prevention, education, exercise, and prep. Okay. Jesse coming up with on the spot acronyms. I don't know. It was better than Pepe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I don't know guys, but maybe that's what we call that. But having now thought about that, does that change what your initial answer was when you said, what would be the optimal pregnancy plan? Does that sound like something you could do in one visit? (laughs) Does that sound like something you could do in three visits? So be thinking about when somebody comes in and this is what we want to have happen. We want for our field to be the resource for people. And, it, you know, in, at least here in Orange County, that's finally, I think in the last year, we've been talking about this and doing a lot of education and talking with practitioners. We are finally starting to get some people who are calling at like eight weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks pregnant and saying, hey, nothing is going wrong, but man, I really want to be proactive. What can I do? Man, if we can get people there, I think is so important for the field. I mean, that's something that we are missing. If anybody is running their own business, and feeling like, oh, I'm in this competitive market, 98% of people aren't doing that. We're missing 98% of pregnant people going through their pregnancy, right? This right here, if we were just able to help this, there would be lines of pregnant folk outside our doors around the clock, 24-7. There's not enough people in the world to take care of that. And so ask yourself now, having listened to that, thinking about prevention, education, exercise, and prep, what is your optimal pregnancy plan for somebody who calls you at 16 weeks and says, you know what? I just want this to be the best possible pregnancy. I want to have the smoothest possible delivery. I want to be really proactive. What can I do? What does that look like at Pelvic Sanity, Nicole? I mean, at Pelvic Sanity, we're like, come in immediately, right? And just to go back one second real quick, one of the phrases on this podcast is like, in order to help patients get better, we need to be better. And that really is embodied here. If we're going to advocate for patients to come see us during pregnancy, then they can't come see us. And then we're like, okay, cool. Like I saw you one time and like, I feel like you're pretty good. Call me later. Like that's not how it works. So pelvic sanity will totally see people. 
as early. I mean, we'll see whenever they want, but you know, around that, that right at the beginning of their second trimester is really awesome. We can see them earlier than that for sure. But most people are starting to, to get out of whatever gnarliness was the first trimester, kind of outside of the shock of like, ah, I can't believe this is happening kind of a thing. And right. So around 16 weeks. And then basically, if nobody has any sort of symptoms and we kind of work with people, it's either once every other week during that time, maybe it's at the most interval in between sessions, it would be once a month to kind of mimic what is happening at their OB's office. And they should have a plan that's going to take them through about three to four weeks of stuff. And then the option and opportunity and instruction to call you if there is any sort of issue in the meantime. And then they check in just like they're checking in monthly at that time with their OB. We can provide that expertise as well. And then as you get into the third trimester, right around that 28-week mark, then it, in my opinion, it needs to be at a minimum biweekly, but certainly can be weekly as well. For the reasons that we talked about when you're prepping them for perineal massage and labor positions and stuff, if you all of a sudden find out that, oh, you know, they've now developed, right? Because things change all the time. They could have been fine when you saw them at the 24-week mark. Now at the 28-week mark, they have a little bit of less hip mobility into internal rotation, which is really important for that second stage of labor. And so right now we can start to catch that stuff earlier so we can work on it and have time for it to adapt at the same time that we're doing all of the birth prep stuff that we just talked about. And then you can see them weekly until you say they're done. And then and then at the end of the day, then we're scheduling out their next visit after the babies do. We're guesstimating around that time and scheduling for about four to six weeks out. Now we're starting the process over. And the pre-framing is, is that great, we've hit that first phase. Like, yes, congratulations, high five, whatever, good luck during the delivery. And then boom, they already have their next thing set up for now. And then we start over. Where are we at? How did that go? What happened? And all the things. Absolutely. So, I mean, this is, again, somebody with no symptoms who just wants to be proactive and be guided through their pregnancy and make this as, as great as possible. That's about 10 visits, yeah, right? This is not a one visit thing. And so, you know, your ethos can change, can be different than that, right? But just want to give you an idea of what we're thinking and again, this is an interaction with a patient, like you guys are having this conversation, but it should start off with, in an ideal world, here's what I would want for you. This is what I would want for my own sister, my own best friend, my own family member would be this kind of care. And so if we need to be thinking about like, what is that in our clinical practice? What does that mean for you? So ask yourself that, what does it mean if you have somebody walk in at 16 weeks and just says, I want to have the best possible pregnancy. I want to optimize the heck out of this. I want to have a great delivery. What does that mean? What are you telling them? And it probably should not be one visit. And then maybe we'll check in at 36, 38 weeks. Yeah, totally. So what does that mean for you? And if you were like, oh my gosh, Nicole, I would want to see somebody once a week, then freaking great. Then awesome. Then make sure you communicate that with your patient. Perfect. So that is this episode. Basically, every pregnant person can benefit from pelvic floor physical therapy. And we're talking about prevention of issues. We're talking about education. We're talking about exercise. And we're talking about prep. We can help all the peeps. 
Good job, Jess. He's real proud of this one, you guys. I am, guys. So <laughs> if you guys like this, if you are committing to help all the peeps, let us know. Let us know if you have questions about this episode. As always, we want to have this be an open dialogue and to keep this conversation going. And let's continue to rise. <laughs>